This week, Retribution gets Retribution, Edge enforces the shit out of the main event, and it's Randy Orton versus a burn victim at WrestleMania 37. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press. Hello everyone and welcome to the Full Nelson Press. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. I'm here with my co-host Peter O'Brien. Make sure you subscribe to the Full Nelson Press on YouTube and find our audio feed on any podcast app. Pete, are you ready to get out of the carpool lane and into the fast lane? Yes. Come on, man. Bring some more energy to this. How much, how much, how much energy am I supposed to bring <laughs> into this crap show? I'm sorry. Let me just start off by saying this and I'm going to preface everybody. This event didn't need to happen, but... I was pleasantly surprised. I'll really? say that. Yes. Wow. Okay. I was dreading turning it on all day. I'm like, it's March Madness. I'm watching basketball. And now I got to stop. So I got to watch this basically glorified Raw. And then yeah. McIntyre and Sheamus hit. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, before we get into the uh, actual pay per view, I want to talk about WWE. And Peacock, because this is the first event uh, on the Peacock app. Now, I know you didn't use it. Did you use the network? Is that what you did? Yeah, it was still good. Like, it's gone now. But uh, someone else was watching it, and during their stream, it said you have to go to Peacock. It, like, literally shut off. Wow, really? That's nuts. Yeah, so he was watching the Sasha Banks. It was the first match and it kicked him out and i was just like okay well mine's still going i'm not doing that yet <laughs> maybe you're just like grandfathered in or something i don't know i'm not signing up for peacock until mania okay all right makes sense it's actually it's not too bad of a deal if you compare it to the 9.99 a month you have to do for the network the quality of the picture is a lot better sometimes the quality of the video kind of gets choppy when like an entrance you see all the lights and the explosions like sometimes it can't pick up on that and it kind of gets a little scratchy but peacock the video was really well uh no buffering uh very good quality the app itself is horrendous navigating it they no longer put chapters in there for matches which maybe that's all coming i don't care about like all the previous content because i get that that stuff's just going to be coming out over and over again but like overall the P the peacock app sucks but the video quality i i liked it now time out remember wwe when they make the event usually it takes a day day and a half before they put in chapters no i'm saying like previous oh even like uh the rest if you go to the royal rumble in there it doesn't have them chaptered out when it clearly did on the network well you know what i don't care the network sucked <laughs> the original content sucked the shows sucked ride along can suck it getting rid of countdown you can suck I it want, i just want swerve back oh just my give god me swerve back swerved was only good because we were drunk <laughs> you know like i said like i'm looking back at like all the content all the old pay-per-views and stuff. Sure, that's neat, whatever. But I'm not going back and watching half of those. Like, I don't care. Like, the countdown was cool because they talked about it. I don't mind something like that. And they just got rid of one of the best shows they had. And after that, I was just like, well, now what do I have this for? So now I can get Peacock. I can get all the stuff that Peacock has to offer for basically like the same price as the network alone. So to be honest, I'm pumped. I agree. Uh, it's it's going to be cheaper, and uh, it's it's got the office, so that's cool. And the sign-in process for the network is terrible. The customer service for w WWE Network was horrible. Well, now that I got you all heated, let's get right into the Fast Lane event. Uh, the first match of the night, which is somewhat a kickoff show. It's weird because with the Peacock Network, they don't really tell you... 
you know, what is and isn't the kickoff show. Uh, it was Matt Riddle who defends his, his U.S. title against Mustafa Ali. Uh, you know, I, I like this match. It was actually, it was better. It, it didn't deserve to be on the kickoff show. Uh, other matches could have definitely been on the kickoff show uh, other than this. I liked this match. I don't know if you watched it yet. No, I didn't watch it. I don't watch kickoff shows. If you want me to watch your event, I'm not watching a kickoff show. I don't need this overanalyzing of matches that are happening to try to sell something. So I don't watch it because I'd rather just watch it organically happen. I saw the highlights and I'm like, I'm sure it was a great match. Why is Retribution breaking up with Mustafa <laughs> Ali now? And since when is his On name the kickoff show. Mustafa? Is Mustafa got like I don't know when that changed. We pronounced it wrong. He finally said something on Twitter like, "Hey, just that. so everyone knows, we've all been pronouncing his name wrong." That's crazy. My bad. But anyways, retribution breaks up. I don't know if they're just breaking off Mustafa or they're just they're doing their own thing now. But I just don't care enough anymore about oh, any of them. Give me a reason why I should care about retribution. They haven't won a match ever. You've got a tag team, but you're not going to use them. So what are you going to do with them, WWE? Nothing. Zero zip, and that's why you put it on the kickoff show. And we'll get later on into it. What are they doing with Riddle's character? Is it just not the most irritating thing in the world? Well, yeah, let's just talk about it now because yeah. they, they end up doing something in the back where he's like trying to like be charismatic with a scooter. I don't like off-camera Riddle, and I don't like on-camera Riddle. I just don't like Riddle. I didn't mind him in NXT, but they took his bro. They Here's what WWE does with NXT characters. They take their character and they're like, you got to do it times a thousand. No, you right. don't, because that's not why it works. He just looks like a stupid stoner. Like, he doesn't look like he knows anything, and he just wrestles, and he's like, Ugh, I got a scooter. And Shinsuke's like, why am I standing here, and why am I listening to this? Why is this on the pay-per-view? I'm sorry, right. but the beginning to this whole thing was ticking me off. Like, I was like, I'm ready to turn this off. I don't even want to watch this thing. Well, it's just WWE is so anti-character development. It is. They're just like, okay, you've hit a peak with your one-liner joke. We are going to run that out until we no longer can sell t-shirts all about it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's frustrating. And I, yeah, I just don't like Riddle. I just don't like him at all. There's just never been a redeeming quality of him since he's like, I really liked him on NXT and it's just been downhill since then. It's just, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like the whole whole all of this other stuff too like it's hard to get behind riddle and then put his character on top of it too i'm just like oh and just for wwe to be like yeah u.s champion all right you're the champion of the united states let's move on in the next match is the women's tag team championship match Shayna baszler and nia Jax take on sasha banks and bianca belair uh reginald comes out with nia now i guess they're having a romance how come all four of these women could put on amazing singles matches, but as soon as they do a tag match, once again, they're tripping over each other's First feet? First of all, amazing. What was a not amazing Nia Jax match? I, I was to say Asuka versus Nia Jax, but Ugh. that was in NXT. <laughs> I saw the writing on the wall. They were trying to fast track this Banks and Belair rivalry. One, why are they in a tag match right now? Makes no sense. Two, all of a sudden Banks is now like, you cost me that bill and then slaps her and Bianca's just like oh and just stood in the ring like all question like why didn't Bianca just fight her back not only that but once because at one point in the match uh Sasha gets I think Shayna Baszler in a submission move and then Bianca tries to block Nia from taking him out of the pin Nia pushes Bianca right into the submission move canceling the submission move and right as soon as that happened Cole's like well well Sasha didn't know I mean it's not it's not Bianca's fault like you can yeah. already tell that they're like the audience is too stupid to understand what we're trying to do 
here. And they so they already have to jump the gun and already assume that Sasha Banks is already pissed off at Bianca about this whole situation of her being pushed on top of a submission, which happens all the time. Could you imagine Undisputed Era broke up because somebody broke someone else out of a pin? It's just stupidity. Like, I think that's the most irritating part about this whole thing is sometimes these storylines, they force them and they think we're like dumb. Banks and Belair could have a heated exchange and you could have fans of both. It's okay, WWE. Let them be their own character. One, you knew they weren't winning and nobody really cared. Nobody cares right. about the women's belts anymore. There are no women's tags. There's there's no reason for Nia Jax and Baszler to be together. Nia can have Reginald and actually have a fine career doing that whole thing. Baszler can go back to being a singles competitor. And then you can finally maybe put some women tag teams together. Like the blob bombshells, whatever they're called. I don't know. You can put women together. You have plenty of them. To be fighting for these tag belts to make them mean something. They mean diddly they're just as important as the 24 7 belt i hated everything about this i'm so sick of it i i hate what they've been doing with baszler since she's been called up she's too good for it it, it, it bugs me i'm afraid of rio ripley like what are they gonna do with her they're, they're debuting her tonight yeah is she gonna get put in a tag team is she gonna be a funny girl like I, I just feel no positivity of her being called up right now but where else do you go with her if i was her i would have just went to AEW and been like you want to sign me there it is i would have been fine <laughs> why brandon as a wwe fan why should we care about anybody being called up anymore no, I agree. I completely agree. I would want to stay down there because even when she was down in, in NXT, since she had her match with Charlotte, she has not had a good feud or match in NXT because they are literally waiting around until they bring her up because they creatively have nothing for her in NXT. And if they have nothing creatively for her in NXT, they have no nothing creatively for her on Raw or SmackDown. Following that, we get a revamped Apollo Crews tries to take the IC title from Big E. Uh, the match was meh. Which sucks, because I was really looking forward to this match. The whole match was just a setup for Mania. They're going to go at each other at Mania, which means this match didn't need to happen, and you didn't need to put it on the card. This could have been Riddle and Ali, and you would have been fine. Remember when Kofi Kingston was Jamaican? <laughs> right? Okay, so then, out of nowhere, Apollo Crews says, like, he's Nigerian, which is fine. Yeah. And then his accent just flips, and nobody bats an eye at it. And I'm like, Apollo Crews did that so seamlessly. And I'm like, and it works. This new character of his, best thing that's ever happened to him. I agree. Everything else has just been Apollo Crews just smiling at the camera. He needs a better entrance song. He doesn't need to come out here and, Apollo! Because I still link that with his old character. They need to change that. Right. Big E's entrance song sucks. It always has. I just want the old one back. I Three ain't enough, I need five. Like, that was way better. That was way more intimidating. Exactly. This one, I'm just like, what is this? Is it New Day? Is he happy? But he's also an intense character. Like when he's in the ring, like his song just doesn't match. It's like when Samoa Joe had that awesome one and they tried to switch it. <laughs> I loved it. And then it went right back to his old one. The ending was terrible. It was so bad. It was worse. It doesn't even matter what they did in the ring before it. I love when people try to justify that the match was good, but the ending was bad. So it's kind of a drag. No. The ending is what makes the match. And if right. you have all these great things, the what anyone ever remembers is the end. You don't remember all the splashes to the outside. You don't remember when Big E was really standing on the apron yelling. You remember that terrible roll-up. You remember the commentators not really knowing what's going on. The ref didn't know what was going on. 
and Apollo Crews just jumped him. So that basically showed us that he lost. Right. Absolutely. I, I'm worried that this whole this whole finish is just going to overshadow the entire feud and ruin both pushes for both these wrestlers. Yeah, and I think Apollo is down the road of a good character. Big E is still hanging on to like the New Day stuff, and I'm just over it. I'm over New Day stuff. I want Big E to be a powerhouse. You could have did it when you had all three, but now you have them on two different brands, and it makes no sense that he's still kind of like New Day. I don't dig it. Like, let him go off and be a beast. And if you want to make it comedic, if you want to give the New Day a divorce court for yeah. a night, do it. You know, where one gets new and the other one gets day. I don't yeah, care. I, do fine. something. Just something with it, because this just this whole, like, lingering thing just doesn't make sense. So later on, we get an Old Spice commercial with R-Truth and Tozawa for the 24-7 title. Uh, they fight over the title with some Old Spice deodorant. I uh. loved this commercial. I thought it was better than most cinematic matches we've seen. Mm, yeah, I <laughs> I could say that. Let's just move on. Well, okay, then we'll get on to the unofficial main event, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. I know you didn't watch the kickoff show, but the entire kickoff show was just them focusing on Shane. He tweaked his knee. He tweaked his knee. Oh, the dude who jumps off stuff tweaks his knee? The guy went from Raw Underground to using Nickelodeon slime. He was doing his little flurry punches and somehow tweaked his knee. The video, I'm like, really? That's what you did? Get out of here. And then when Elias and Jackson Riker were walking in the back, I'm like, wow, this is going to be a handicap match. Luckily, it wasn't. They gave Elias a match. But that was a glorified Raw move. It didn't need to happen. You could have just moved on from it. Or if you were planning on canceling it, don't even have it. Well, that's the thing. They're not even canceling it. This just means Shane McMahon's getting a WrestleMania paycheck for taking on Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman just takes on Elias. Why couldn't you do something with, like, maybe Shane was in his office and Braun got told that his match isn't happening. Then you go and do the Biggie match, and then you cut to the back, and Braun Strowman goes to, like, Shane's office, breaks the door down, and is like, where's Shane, blah, blah, blah. And then Elias and Riker try to jump him back there to weaken him, and Strowman gets rid of him that way. That would have been more monumental than that pointless match. Even if you want to show the aftermath of, like, Shane McMahon going through an entire desk in his office you could just have him laying on that also how pumped is everybody that undertaker retired and we get a replacement and it's shane mcmahon now (laughs) he's the new undertaker right the gong hits Now have Shane McMahon coming back for manias. What a sad, (laughs) sad sentence. I hate it. I hate it so much. Congratulations, Braun Strowman. You beat Elias, I guess, but it means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Next is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. This deserved more hype than it got. It was an awesome match. Like, how was this just thrown on the card last minute because... Seth Rollins has heat with Cesaro. Yeah. Like, that don't make sense. It made no sense. And, like, Nakamura and him have really good chemistry. Also, Rollins came back to burn it down for his theme song, which I did because he's no longer the Monday Night Messiah. He's calling himself uh, Seth Drippin' Rollins because of his new suits that he's But I don't care. That's great. His move where he jumped over how do you explain it when he like catches himself on nakamura's leg and then kicks him in the back of the head and curb stops him i was like 
What? Not only is he like really good at wrestling, but I think Seth Rollins gets something that I think uh, Chris Jericho got a long time ago is that WWE is going to, if you have a one-liner, they're going to force feed that. But if you can evolve from that on your own, like yes. him doing the, the suits or changing how he, how he does things and how he talks, it's something he's able to do without pissing off people backstage that constantly gives him new sayings, new catchphrases, and then new ways to pop up on social media. So we, the WWE to catch on that has to evolve with that character and i really dig it like i thought this match was awesome it didn't make nakamura look too bad like i think he still looks good but also nakamura goes back to his old theme song thank you very much oh right. my god his other one where the guy sang just destroyed it i don't care if he was a heel or not his song was fine i agree it shows that nakamura can still put on a great match and vince mcmahon's big problem is he just doesn't talk too well it's obvious it isn't yeah. anything else but the dude's a huge star and they just don't use him right for the, him to be like i'm doing this because you hurt my friend like it seemed like that was kind of like a tried out like you hurt my friend line kinda who cares just say like pete, knock straight him up. up if seth rollins punches you in the face or hurts you in any way pete i'm not trying to set up a match with him. don't do it i don't blame you. <laughs> I'll, you'll just get curbs down exactly great match and this is where like the event started taking a turn Remember I said when it first started, I was furious. This match helped. I think it did. Because after this, I think the matches really start to pick up. Because after this, it's uh, Drew Mack, the Scottish psychopath, versus the great white Sheamus. Huge Mel Gibson fan. <laughs> I thought for sure he's like, you can take my belt, but you will never take my freedom. Let's talk about the face paint. Because by the end of the match, all it's that gone. was left was... No, he had just all white on his nose. Yeah, and it wasn't a good look. <laughs> First of all, these two were great. And you can kind of tell they probably were like, we're going all out. Hit me. This is their third match. So I think they were like, they had to have been backstage like, listen, you got to give us something here. Because the last two matches did not hold up. They were kind of snooze fests. Well, they were on Monday night. This should be better. This is your pay-per-view. These should be better than what you're putting on regular cable. I'm sorry. Well, even like, was it at Elimination Chamber, they still didn't even have good chemistry there. I, I, it just was too much going on. This was awesome. Though. This was great. They hated each other. That first punch to the face, right? at the beginning i was like oh actually like hit him <laughs> well it's, it says something when you can see the blue on seamus's hand yeah. within just a minute of the match <laughs> they they went nuts and i'm like great here comes the freaking kendo sticks yay watch out for the vicious kendo sticks and then i saw their backs i'm like gross yeah <laughs> they actually were hitting each other with them right what's up with wwe trying to remove eyes can we move off of that well they saw aew doing it so they got to get in on that man they, that's the new trend no wwe did it aew did it wwe's doing it again like i don't know anymore like, people just leave each, leave each other's eyes alone i really really am glad that aew did not do the pyrotechnics for sheamus flying through the video screens <laughs> that was ten thousand yeah. times better I wish it would have been like a no contest and we would have had a triple threat for the belt. Like, I'm sorry. I wish it was like, I think those three would have been great. I agree. I think Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Lashley would be awesome. Yeah. I kind of want after WrestleMania, if Drew McIntyre doesn't win the title back, I kind of want Sheamus and Drew Mack to become tag champions. I really want to see yeah. some of those fun matches. Up next is Peacock's first ever intergender wrestling match, Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. It starts off with Randy Orton spitting out some tar uh, because I guess Bliss casted a couple spells. 
And then the fiend showed up. That's how you did it? Wait a second. Yeah. You just said he coughed up blood and the fiend showed up? Time out. First what, of all. What else? Okay, so folks, what? Do you want to talk about fireballs? This is what Brandon has hated. Uh, he's hated this whole thing. He's never been on board with Alexa Bliss being the creepy little girl. WWE went full bore on this, and I am all for it. Because you're really into bad horror movies. That's no, I'm why not. You're all I for hate it. horror movies. <laughs> I think they're stupid. But her music coming down was awesome. I'll give you that. That was cool. That was creepy. The fire thing, I was like, what's going on here? How are they going to do this? I'm like, he already coughed up. He already coughed up all the black licorice he ate in the back. They skip around the ring. She drops a lighting rig. And yeah, I'm the just Thunderdome like, starts falling in what? on him. This is kind of cool. They're still going in on it. And then she throws a fireball. The commentary goes, Randy blocked it. No, he yeah. didn't. It hit him it's in the fire. head. And she's just sitting there. And then the hand comes up through the middle. I'm like, okay, this is great. But then it was just one sister Abigail. And that was it. I was like, no, it should have been something else. Like it should have been Randy, like running away to like set up mania. Like he's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Like this is too much because this is now you can set it up. Orton can take a break. I think Orton could have a couple weeks off. Like he's been there a while. He just needs a break from WWE. And I think he'd be okay with it. And this is a great way that you could just write him off for a while. Mania, he gets like thrown in a trash compactor or something. But I am on board with this. They have stayed true to Bray Wyatt being incinerated. I I'm, I don't even hate it. Let's talk about the, the Fiend costume. Because I like the mask. I like the half-melted mask. I don't like the outfit. Kind of just looks like hand-me-down hunting gear. <laughs> like, I just... I dig it. I know you dig it. I dig it. I'm on board. And to be honest, it's the only storyline in WWE that I actually make sure I check out. Because... And that means something. That does mean something. They have literally have kept this storyline going. Look back at all the storylines. There's nothing that really sticks around as long as this. Like, what do you know? Daniel Bryan's fighting for another title. A little scrappy guy. Like, That's it comes true. out of nowhere. We're, we're like, gonna... No, no. We're about to find we're about to find out about Kurt Angle's real son the any day now. Straight up depths that WWE has written this thing. Granted, I think they probably should have stayed away from lighting him on fire because that's kind of like that's kind of hard. But you could have kept Bray Wyatt the way he was. But the fact that they're still going, I'm on board. Okay. Well, finally, let's get to the main event, the Universal Championship match. The head of the table, Roman Reigns, defends his title against the eco-friendly Daniel Bryan, while Edge is the special guest enforcer, uh, which I still don't know what that means. But the match was really good. Okay, the match itself was awesome. And I don't mind the finish. I didn't mind the finish. Well, let's it was be a real. Twist. When it happened, were you shocked? Were you, were you actually shocked? No. Because you, you kind of see the writing on the wall of... Daniel Bryan is going to get put into this title match. And, like, they even mentioned, like, this could be Daniel Bryan's last mania. Either this is going to be a no DQ or Daniel Bryan's going to tap this guy out and that's how he's going to get his ticket into mania. Like, that's how it's going to happen. The match was nuts. Edge being there, don't know why. Just to stand there, he didn't need to be there, really. Right, same with Wile E. Coyote Uso that just comes running in with a chair for no reason. Like, But he's going to be there. That's the heel part of range, which I was like, that's fine. But the whole Edge aspect, like, I don't see why. Like, I know he's a star, but, like, you could have been like, Edge, you could stay home. The chemistry between Roman Reigns and Brian was through the roof. Like, it was so good. The counters Brian was doing... He had a couple slow, like, submission moves because he's, like, trying to fight to get him in. But it isn't, like, Zack Sabre Jr.-esque where it's, like, I need to grab his finger, turn it this way. 
and like no yeah. he was countering super quick and you were just like oh my god like this is great i think a lot of wrestlers could do a lot of these submission moves but daniel bryan keeps it entertaining and i think you're right i think people like randy orton who is a slow methodical match or zach saber jr who's really into tactical matches they're slow but there's not a really big entertaining factor to it where i think daniel bryan i think you're right i think he knows timing i think he knows how to get a submission move and also he doesn't waste time like he'll grab an arm and if he realizes he's not going to be able to do that move he's not going to try to grab the other arm yeah. he's just going to do something else and i like that about him granted could you call it a botch like when reigns tried to catch brian out i i understand roman reigns is super strong but that's like hard for someone to do i don't know why you put roman reigns in that spot to have him try to catch brian right and then he fell to the ring i just would have been like if i was brian is like dude sell it as a power slam Sometimes WWE and AEW, obvious, we know you botched, we can see it. It's sometimes how they play it off that, like, kills it. And I think right. if, if Reigns would have just, like, acted like a power slam and, like, got up and did his thing, I would have been like, whew, like, okay. That was the one part, and Edge is the other part that I really didn't like. We knew he was going to interfere. We knew Daniel Bryan was going to accidentally hit him when the chair came in. Like, some of the stuff was so telegraphed, I'm like, okay. The fact Roman Reigns had tapped out, it was awesome, but also it was still telegraphed. The match was great, but some of the stuff was so telegraphed. I was at the end, I'm like, okay, bummer. Like, I wish it would have been, like, not as obvious, but it was still really good. The other thing at WrestleMania is, like, does it come down to who's pinning Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? <laughs> That's the part I'm really not looking forward to, because I think Daniel Bryan's taking the pin in the triple threat match between these three. I can see that. Then you could play the whole Edge gets the title and Roman Reigns is like, but I never lost it, you know? Exactly, and exactly. That's why you do triple threats. The same with like Lashley and stuff, but Lashley and McIntyre and you throw Sheamus in there, like Sheamus would probably be the one eating the pin. So we're, we're slowing down. What, what would you grade Fastlane? I gave it a D though. The, the beginning was bad. The commercials are bad. There was a lot of ads now. I don't know if you noticed that, but there was a lot of ads. Well, yeah, that's that's Peacock now, yeah. It was too much, and the kickoff show, putting on a swerve on the kickoff show, was stupid. It isn't like back in the day when people would watch uh, Sunday Night Heat before a pay-per-view. People would watch Sunday Night Heat because they didn't have the pay-per-view. So they were like, I want right. to watch as much wrestling before it. And then that would sell you, and sometimes we'd be like, okay, we got to chip in our money. Let's get this pay-per-view. Exactly. That was nuts. Kickoff shows don't matter anymore because you're going to watch the event. Right, right. I, I agree. I miss Velocity and Sunday Night Heat. I miss those those shows that just showed you a couple undercards and also people who were going to be in the pay-per-view later that night in matches. And then the commentating, you didn't have a kickoff panel. You just had two people on the commentating table try to sell you on it. Yep. I liked that. And it I worked. Agree. I really do think that the kickoff show do, does need to change its format. Oh, in some sucks. Way. I'm going to give it a D. If this was a, a Raw or a SmackDown, I'd probably give it an A. The only match that I thought was like pay-per-view-esque was McIntyre and Sheamus because they just went nuts. And this is why the road to WrestleMania hits like a giant speed bump. Like it used to be The Rock and Cena started a year of their feuding in advance. And you you watched Mania for the payoff. Now everything is so quick. They think people yep. don't care. And the only true match that's going to happen at Mania that has had the slowest burn is Orton and Bray. And that one's going to have the biggest payoff to what is going to happen. That's why it's crazy. Wrestling has this balance between payoff and what's going to happen next because you have such a stacked roster you could do that and they're just they're not figuring out that formula right now that's which the is problem. just so disheartening i know our fans heard me say that match was great that match was great but i'm giving fastlane a d 
It's more for the overall aesthetic of what Fastlane is. Well, the other thing is, they're great matches, but you knew the outcome. Yeah. What's the point of watching it when you know the ending? You knew the women's tag weren't going to win. You knew Biggie and Apollo was going to be a no contest. The the runaway card is Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. And even with Rollins winning, what does that do for him? Is he number one contender? And to be honest, I didn't know that match was even actually on the card until I, I heard Seth Rollins' music. I'm like, who's he fighting? The curtains close, and then they announce that uh, Andrade Almez has been released from the WWE. He was asked for his release earlier last week, but was denied. And I guess they had changed their mind. Um, and I heard rumors, I don't know if it's true or not, that he does not have a new compete clause. So we might be seeing him somewhere else very soon. Good. He's too good. He, he got hosed. He had a good thing with Vega for some reason. Weird. Got called up to the main roster and went overboard with it. And I see Alistair Black following suit very soon. Yeah, he should leave. This is stupid. That's another guy like who we don't even know if he's on the like the roster right now. It's right. Ridiculous. He could have already asked for his release. We don't even know. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm excited to see where with uh, what happens with Almez. Um, I can only hope the best for him. But Pete, who is your dud of the week? My dud is the WWE Network. <laughs> it's gone. R.I.P. Yep, it's over. It's done. To be honest, you had a super smart idea and you blew it. I liked the network. Well, yeah, I like it too. $9.99 and I got all the pay-per-views, but it got too commercialized. Uh, your content was not great, except for really the pay-per-views. And I could be on the outside because I know there's people out there who really actually do like the other stuff. See, I think it's the other way around. I think the content was great. It's the pay-per-views that anybody I talked to who was a wrestling fan two years ago is not a wrestling fan anymore. You stop watching it. You stop caring about it. I love all the original content. It's amazing. It's high quality stuff, but the pay-per-views just suck. I mean, even takeovers now are kind of kind of getting like monotonous in some way. That's the thing. Is like there's too many pay-per-views. Was it the network's fault? No. But what I say, your sign-in sucks. Your you get rid of the <laughs> countdown sucks. So no, I'm done. Like it's already deleted. R.I.P. You're the dud. I went with uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, R.I.P. Retribution became and ended on the kickoff show. Never even got to the the actual card. How so. terrible is that? Yeah, and I blame Mustafa. Mustafa, that's just bad leadership. That's bad organization. Yeah, dude, man. come on, get your guys <laughs> on the card. He didn't even get them on there. I don't think once. Like, I don't no. think they had a main card match. They didn't. Wow. All right, Pete. Who is your stud of the week? I'm putting studs. Like Ooh. I'm putting McIntyre and Sheamus and Rollins and Nakamura. Wow. I'm putting those two in there. I thought that, like, those two matches I was invested. Yes, Daniel Bryan and Rollins, or Reigns was good. There was a point in the middle of the match where I was just kind of like, all right, can we just get to the end? Because that's what's going to happen. This is great. But Edge, will you just do something? Like, that? there's a <laughs> little part. But those four I thought were great. I thought the matches were great. And especially Rollins and Nakamura with, like, no buildup. Uh, for start of the week, I'm going to go with you, the listener. You watched a really bad pay-per-view, and then you listened to us talk about a really bad pay-per-view. Hey All right, well, before we go, though, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa had an awesome match on AEW. I know this is primarily a WWE pay-per-view this week that we're talking about, but we have I just to. had to bring them up. It was just an awesome match. It was crazy good. It was so good. Like, they went balls to the wall. 
and it got everyone talking. Britt Baker's grin, where she has blood pouring down her face. Oh my god! Oh man, you see stuff like Alexa Bliss in it. And you're like, okay, that's a little scary. Like that right then there. Then you see that was and I'm like, scary. All right, that's kind of psychotic. Okay. Like, <laughs> and I have a de- I have a dentist appointment tomorrow. She better not be there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that was an awesome match. Super cool with this. This is just awesome. When you, I, I'm not saying you have to have a bloody match, but this overall was just crazy good. When you p- compare this to like Sheamus and Drew Mack, I don't know, man. I think they kind of outshine that match. Well, that is the Full Nelson Press episode 98. If you enjoyed our witty banter on sports entertainment, search the Full Nelson Press on Instagram, Facebook, any social media. You can find us on Twitter at TFMP. You can find myself on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango, and Pete here at MVP360. Pete, what you been playing? Pray. I've been playing Prey. Oh, yeah, because Bethesda all got put on the Game Bethesda Pass. Bethesda got put on Game Pass. It's good. It's good. I'm kind of frustrated with it right now. I won't lie. Really? Because I got stuck on a part and I can't get by it. Aww. Yeah, because I didn't unlock a certain tier tree. So I'm kind of screwed right now. So oh, you can't go back and like do some like grinding or I something? didn't save a manual save in the right spot. So it's like almost like two hours back. I got to go. So oh, I'm like no. kicking myself. <laughs> Praise really good. Unlock the uh, leverage skill tree. You need to pick up stuff. <laughs> Just telling you. Just being honest. All right. Good to know. Well, hey, so check us out on our next episode. We're going to review NXT Stand and Deliver. But hey, go watch some wrestling. Yeah, but... Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.